It is Way of the Warrior, Eric Hulkerin, along with Ken Evans, covering everything in the world of mis- mixed martial arts. One last time for episode 400. Last time? Are we calling it? I don't know. I don't, I don't, if, Tyra, if, if Darren Till doesn't make weight, we'll call it. We'll be done. Here's what... <laughs> it's not, the prospects don't look good, people. <laughs> the prospects don't look good. No, we're not going away, but we have gotten to 400, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment. Uh, you've been on all but, what, four of them? Yes. I think you've missed four. In 10 years. Right, in 10 years. I missed a lot more than four. You did. Well, some of it was contractual, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you've uh, done 400 of these things, 396. And that's a pretty cool accomplishment to get this far along uh, with this podcast. And it's truly a passion project of Eric's. As you know, how many how many dollars have you made off of this podcast? Uh, I think zero is the. Yeah, I've actually the, you lose money because you pay for the. Oh pod yeah, I bean. paid for it. Yes, yeah, so I'm in the negative. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a very fun ride so far. It's not necessarily over, but I think we're probably going to uh, adjust well, what we're going to do in the future, aren't we? Yeah, and I I mean I think we will going forward take a look at what events are coming up and what stuff you guys will truly find interesting because even with this event, your co-main. Um, there's an article on Bleacher Report today about how it's the most underserved, underpromoted champion of all time. In fact, most people don't even know she's the champion. Um, this sport, we you know, we just don't know what this is going to look like going forward because this sport is changing. There's rumors now, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, that this might be Connor's last fight in October. And if that's true, what does that look like? John Jones is chirping about fighting at lightweight and heavyweight because he wants to take both of Daniel's belts just for good measure. Right. So there's some interesting stuff to talk about. But when you get to weekends like this, um, you know, quite honestly, it, it gets a little bit difficult to get excited about it because the the organization itself doesn't seem to be excited about it. That's that's an interesting point, too. I mean, and there's another thing to discuss, you know, within the within what we're doing here with this show and what has actually happened, not only in the world of MMA, but in the world of MMA media. When this podcast initially started, there weren't a lot of people doing this. Right. Uh, right now, there are people that Eric and I will both tell you do this much better and much more in depth than we could ever do it. Yes. Simply because of the way that this is structured and the way the world works. We, I mean, if if I'm right, I think this podcast started before Ariel Hawani's podcast, didn't it? It did start before Ariel Hawani's podcast. Which yeah. is which is kind of crazy when you think about the fact that he's gone from the MMA Hour to now whatever show he has on ESPN. <laughs> the Ariel Hawani show on ESPN. Plus dot com underscore photos, whatever it is. But I mean, I mean, there's there's literally a ton of guys now that are servicing this audience in a way that is amazing. When you look back to I mean, how long did it take you to get to 400? It took it. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. Yeah. In that decade, the media landscape in and of itself has changed so dramatically. And and to pretend that we can serve you the same way as some of these other people is just it's it's dumb. We certainly can't do it right that way. What we do do is bring you our perspective on the situations, on the cards coming up, a little more inside the business on occasion and things like that. So that's obviously what we're going to look to do. And if something pops and if something's interesting, that's kind of when we're going to be talking to you guys. And we'll continue to update the web page uh, and the Facebook page and the Twitter oh, page. I just deleted that. Um, Sorry. Okay, you should turn that back on. Uh, we'll keep updating that stuff. <laughs> um, in some cases, guys, we you know, I might – jump in on Facebook and do a Facebook Live or a video itself because that'll be easier to cover a single piece of event than doing a whole podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, The podcast is not going away, but the output might slow for, um, 
most of the end of this year, probably. Well, and the other thing too is I think at, at a certain point we're going to we're going to migrate this thing into the thing that I think you and I have talked about doing a long time, where you might hear us talk about wrestling one week, or we might talk about things that we find interesting on a day to day basis, and, and this is going to be more of. And anybody who likes the podcast as it is now, I'm pretty sure would like that as well. Yes. Because that's pretty... Well, if you've been along this long, you, yeah. you, you know what this is. So. You know what this is. So, I mean, you know, it might not be necessarily Way of the Warrior in the future, but maybe it's just, you know, Eric and Ken talk. You know? I like those very simple titles. We yes. got a show yes. name? Got to work on that? Eric and Ken talk. I'll go buy that today. They're right. Somebody's going to steal it from us. Right. You think somebody already registered talk.com? Uh, yes. <laughs> like in for, 19, yes. back before this show even started, somebody for, registered that. For sure. Uh, okay, so we've got an event this weekend. we got UFC 228. Tyron Woodley and Darren Till uh, were added to the card because originally it was Nico Montano versus Valentin Shevchenko, um, which no one seemed to care about and wasn't going to sell a pay-per-view, so they sort of had to fix that. Did they really think they were going to sell the pay-per-view on the women's flyweight champion? Well, clearly we still they, didn't have a division. Clearly they don't think that they can do that, which is why they changed it. But, is that- but the interesting thing... <laughs> Fair enough. The interesting thing, though, is like... When that card was announced, I sent it to you guys, to you and, and Nick Bailing and Andy Bailing and a couple other friends, and I'm like, I don't even know who this is. I, I've never, I didn't even know there was a flyweight champion because they didn't, she won December 1st, and then that was like, meh. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. Conor McGregor time. Oh, they do have an actual rankings. I th- I mistook this with the featherweight women's division, which has no rankings. Yes, because there's nobody in there except for Cyborg. So uh, the flyweight, uh, well, she's she's fighting the number one contender, Eric. Yes. The only the only flyweight we've heard of, which is Shevchenko. Yes. And so, uh, you know, she won. Oh, a- I know Liz Carmouche. You, yes. I'm looking at the rankings. Well, right I, and I think so, you know, some of the women in these divisions are moving around, so you've probably heard of some of them. Yeah, and they might not have even fought at these weights. She she beat uh, Roxy Mataferi to get the title on December 1st with an arm bar towards the end of the uh, final round. So In the UFC? Uh, yes. Or in, was this? In, it was an Ultimate Fighter finale is how that happened. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to see those. Right. Um, so that's how we got here, but to what we, you know, the kind of rambling intro of this show this is one of the things that gets hard to on a week-to-week basis get super into and want to break down what Montano's skill set's going to be come Saturday night because quite honestly 88 percent of the people that consume the sport don't even know who she is and again this is going to be very interesting as we see what happens with ESPN next year and they go in all in on the ESPN plus and we see what happens when ESPN starts covering the sport as a sport that they carry, which is a lot different than the way traditionally ESPN covers sports. So it'll be interesting to see if, if we grow. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what they can do. I mean, you, you, you deal in audience fracturing all day, every day. That's essentially your job. That, that it, yes. Is there a way to even stop it? There's not a way to stop audience fracturing. No. There, it's, it's, it's finding your biggest piece of that pie, essentially. There isn't any, you know, I I said before we started this, we likely weren't going to talk about it, but I figured we would. Like, when you look this past weekend at something like the all-in show that happened on pay-per-view in Chicago this past weekend, an independent wrestling promotion that put on a just spectacular event, um, when we talk about fracturing, that's exactly what happens is you start pulling people into this thing that didn't even know it existed, and then there's no, like... I don't know if there's another one. Mm-hmm. So you didn't build an audience. You had an event and people tuned into it. And 
Right. Poof, they're gone, right? You've got to start all over again. This is very similar in this co-main event. It's like no one, no one who understands mixed martial arts and the UFC specifically and the skill set required to be in the UFC, lots of disrespect to Logan Paul in that statement. But, um, you know, I don't... Be interesting, though. That'd probably be one of their best-selling cards of the year. Logan Paul and Sage Northcutt, if you're going to do it, that's what you're going to do. And if you want to get eyeballs, that's exactly how you do it. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know... Nico Montano, no one thinks she's the best flyweight in the division. And you're going to find out Saturday night that she isn't. Um, Does anybody care that she's not the best flyweight? Does it matter? That's the second question. But the first question, when we've, we've all year been talking about the luster or lack therein of the belts. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to respect this person as a champion who we didn't even know was a champion, became champion on December 1st, and hasn't been in a single piece of promotion until this week. In fact, she's not really even on the media car wash that was this week where you can get her mm-hmm. on your shows, right? Shevchenko was on to do all the, the media. <laughs> I didn't realize right? like, yeah, Eric gets all those emails. <laughs> you know, so she was on, and that just speaks volumes to, like, and there's a story to tell, right? She's right. the first native champion ever in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Can she keep her belt on Saturday night? I doubt it, but you had stuff to talk about prior to Saturday night. And then once it's over, it seems like it's not quite as egregious as the Jermaine Durandamy debacle where I just don't want to fight Cyborg, so I'm going to throw the thing in a trash can and leave. <laughs> but it, it but interest it, level, at least that was interesting. Yeah, well, and it makes it hard to get excited about a division where you're not holding the belt for more than one defense. Right. So that's your co-main event. As you can sort of guess, Shevchenko, I believe, is going to be the one that walks away with the belt. But the main event is Tyron Woodley and Darren Till. A very interesting affair, given the fact that we've got this looming cloud. We are recording this on a Thursday, so I make no promises of what's going to happen on weigh-in day. Um, Darren weighed 183 on Wednesday when he was doing some media, so he's 13 pounds or was 13 pounds over. Remember, it's a title fight. He has to hit it on the nose. What day was this? This was Wednesday, so yesterday. Oh, boy. Um, And he's got to hit it on the nose, guys. There is no no wiggle room. Yeah, there's no half pound. In uh, in title fights. So he's got to hit it on the nose, and assuming he does that, he faces Tyron Woodley, um, one of the most dominant welterweights in the history of the UFC, which I think is a fair way to paint Tyron Woodley, whether or not you like him, right? Like, um, the knock on him has always been lots of knocks, right? Like, he just doesn't like, I was watching Dan Hardy's breakdown of this fight this weekend, and, and even Dan Hardy talks about how he does just enough to win the fights, right. and they don't think he pushes the pace. But again, as it gets more competitive putting yourself out there becomes super dangerous. Yeah, I mean and, and here's a here's a weird thing about this main event cuz I really do like Tyron Woodley and I you know I, I if you go back to 2016 I believe when he won the title I I really think it's interesting that the UFC did what they did and this could be a much bigger fight and a much and and you could have we could have we could have been going into this weekend with a card with a champion at the top and going man this could be one of those I buy for uh, I buy it this year, and you and I, I think have both bought one, and that was the Cormier Stipe card. That's it. And I, I bought another one in February, which was Stipe's other fight, I believe. And when we're talking about Tyron Woodley, I, it, it's interesting because what he wanted back in 2016 would have helped everybody. And I think I, I might have said this back then. 
I get that Stephen Thompson at that point was your number one contender, but at that point you had a brand new champion in Tyron Woodley, who had just beaten Robbie Lawler. Uh, he won. He beat Lawler for the championship, right? Yes. Um, he just beaten Robbie Lawler, and he wanted one of two fights. Do you remember the fights at that point? He wanted Nick Diaz, who had just been unsuspended, and GSP, right, or GSP. Okay. And the UFC basically said, you've got to fight the number one contender. We're a sport, blah, blah, blah. The UFC was able to say that in 2016 because they had Ronda. They had Connor exploding. John Jones hadn't gone through all the ass hattery that John Jones has gone through. So they had a little more wiggle room. But, you know, a little bit of cutting off your nose to spite your face. You didn't want to give this guy the quote unquote money fight because it was going to cost you more money. Well, look at what we've got now. We got it. We got a guy who got caught in the Stephen Thompson quagmire which was a draw and then having to fight the dude again. So that wasted as far as promotion and building up a fighter and building up championship prestige. Uh, basically, you took almost a year after the guy won the title to get him through Stephen Thompson. All he's fought since then is Damian Maya, where if you had done what the fighter wanted, you would have had two either two huge wins or one of these other dudes would be champion, either GSP or Nick Diaz could be champion right now yes which couldn't headline a pay-per-view as we've seen yep they can both carry the water there instead we've got tyron woodley who still seems interesting but i haven't seen him beat a guy like nick diaz or gsp and he's fighting a guy who beat his most impressive win which was stephen thompson so i don't know darren till not making weight would just kind of be the the icing on the cake for what's been happening with tyron woodley kind of since he won this belt where I think he's a guy that should have been a superstar, and he's been a bit mishandled by the UFC in the fights they've set up for him. You know, and and his bitterness ends up kind of feeding into that beast and making it harder and harder for people to root for him. But this weekend with Darren Till, if Darren Till makes weight, I, I still think Till's striking prowess aside, Woodley is not an easy fight for him. And I know a lot of people are high on Darren Till, and they, they really should be, but... I think Woodley's got some skill sets that can protect him in some of those dangerous areas with Till. And once it comes to the ground, you know, you might not know a lot about Woodley's career prior to strike force, but he's got a fair number of submission victories. So it's not like mm-hmm. he's a stranger off of his back. He just doesn't do it anymore because this is the the UFC that we live in now, right? Right. Like mixed martial arts is not about jujitsu so much unless you can get that quick submission it tends be to be a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan yeah oh for sure and it's it's an interesting situation here too and let's not forget darren till did not even make the weight that got him this fight which i still find very interesting i remember was he the one you were ranting about because he yeah. got the title fight after yes. not making the weight I feel like the only reason I ask is because there's been a couple, if I remember correctly. Well, Yoel Romero is another <laughs> one, right? Um, and But the, to jump back into what we do know, like from a business perspective, they don't have a choice at this point. They can't no. cancel these things. What, what would happen Saturday night if they canceled that fight? Yeah, they can't. They're going to have to have a non-title fight as the main event, or they cancel the event. Like, if they... They're not going to cancel the event because UFC 151 was a just ginormous tragedy for the organization, and they right. can't come back. It's actually better to put on a worse event than to cancel the thing outright. Right. Um, and so they can't do that. So if if he doesn't make the wait, you know, again, you've, you've got another opportunity where one guy gets to keep his belt mm-hmm. if he wins it, and then if he loses – he still keeps his belt, but the other guy's not champion? Yeah. I say with a question mark, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And don't forget, uh, even though he was only three and a half pounds over last time, as Eric said, this is championship fight. That would have been four and a half over because he was one seventy four and a half. Yes, and there, you know, there's there's zero right now. Zero, zero latitude in this sort of thing. So this will be an interesting weekend. Uh, obviously, tomorrow the weigh-ins are going to be a little more interesting as we move forward and figure things out in this new UFC landscape. I don't know, man. This, these pay-per-views, they seem like they're off. I really thought, and again, I don't know how much the deal could change during the actual run of the ESPN deal, if that's set in stone, but I was really hoping that we would see the UFC take some type of different approach to their events in the year as they kind of made their new TV deal. And as Eric has pointed out, he's got the math written down in that book over there that he preps the show with. They've got more, and that's this is what happens, man. Well, and, this and- is a pay-per-view. And even before we get there, guys, and I've said this before, but I'll remind you, you have 10 events between November 1st (laughs) and New Year's Day. Right. 10 events after Conor McGregor. Yeah, what the hell are we even doing? What are you putting in those 10 events? And we don't don't get Brock and Daniel Cormier until at least the end of January. And that's, that's ideal timeline. I don't even think Brock was in the pool long enough to even bring it to that point. Correct. Yeah. Well, and it, it, you, I think the the common thinking is March, April is like when that will happen. Right. But, um, yeah. You don't. So but neither here nor there. You don't get that in 18. That's in 19. Right. So yeah. the card this weekend is Woodley Till at the top. Uh, Montano and Shevchenko as the co-main title fight. Zabit and Brandon Davis. That was supposed to be Zabit and Yari Rodriguez, which was going to be an amazing fight. Yair got uh, injured. Jessica Andrade against uh, Carolina. Um, that is happening as your third, fourth fight down the card. Mm-hmm. And then kicking off the main card is uh, Al-Hassan and Nico Price, uh, which is a fun fight at 170 pounds, but certainly not something that necessarily you want to pay money for. For those of you in West Michigan, uh, you have a vested interest in this card because Aljamain Sterling is taking on Cody Stamen, um, and Cody Stamen, of course, from Muskegon. So if you are... Um, in it for that. The main card also has Jimmy Rivera and Jod Dotson. So there's some fun stuff. Diego Sanchez is on the undercard. So is Jim Miller. So if you're kind of an old school guy, there's some old school fighters and Diego and Miller on the card. Hmm. But you're filling the gap with guys, specifically Diego Sanchez, that just shouldn't be fighting anymore. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Where I, I mean, if we're and we've talked about this, if you're building, if you want to build up Cody Stamen, that's an awesome fight. Right. Aljamain Sterling and Cody Stamen, that's an awesome fight. But um, not necessarily main card worthy yet. But if he beats Aljamain Sterling, that's a guy that you can put on the main card because you've built him into something. Right. I just, you're, if you, if I called you and we didn't do this for fun, mm-hmm. talked about this for an hour, if I called you and said, hey, you want to give me 40 bucks and we'll split this pay-per-view, here are the people that are on it, you'd be like, you are insane. Right. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, and even looking ahead, other than maybe the Cyborg Nunez fight, I mean, we've got a couple of rumored championship fights for two. uh, Let me do the numbers real quick for 231 because 230 is Habib and McGregor, right? 229, right? Oh, what are we on? 228. Oh, yeah. 229 is Khabib. Khabib. The next one is Khabib. We know that and McGregor. Um, after that, we've uh, we've got a rumored fight for the championship with Yoel Romero and Paulo Costa. Except Yoel's doctors said they don't want him to fight yet, right? Correct. Like so, he's cleared, but they said it'd be better if he waited. 
Right. So that one, 30 is on November 3rd. That has Poirier and Nate Diaz in it. Uh, Max Holloway might be fighting Brian Ortega for the featherweight championship at 31. And then 232 is obviously, I mean, it's. I think it's a decent fight. I just don't think Cyborg's a draw. Like, this is the fight we all want to see, but I don't know if we're all going to pay for it. Well, and so Cyborg and Nunez. Yeah. So, and the problem is, I think with that, um, you're with, sighing. As well, you I'm sighing cards. because, like, with that <laughs> amount of money that you're sinking into those two ladies, and deservedly so, they should get paid. Like, what else do you put on that card? You know, oh, who exactly. El- who else is available? Especially if you're you are using Yoel. You have the rumored. Rockhold Weidman, which I don't think has landed anywhere, right? Well, I would ha- I would assume that that would have to be at, at the, the MSG show yeah, the MSG November third. Okay. That'd be two thirty, which is uh, which is the card that's not really doesn't feel like it's together at all. And they even though they've got a <laughs> they've got a fight card up, if you look kind of uh, and they've got some great names on it, but there's no one yet. There's no one that's at the top that you're like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, I mean the Poirier Diaz fight, if that actually happens, is interesting, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, no. He was supposed to be on the card with Connor, right? And he said, "Screw you, I'm yeah. not going to be on Connor's card." Mm-hmm. So they put him on another card. Except he's just—I mean, it's hard to say. Just fighting Dustin Poirier is not taking anything away, but it feels like Nate Diaz is. He remember Connor McGregor did not do the numbers he did until he fought Nate Diaz. He yeah. did. He he blew his own records up with Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz can headline a card, and I'm very confused why Nate Diaz is quote unquote so far down on this card if he's actually on it. Well. Ex- Okay. I know you can't be over a championship fight, but I mean, no, 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 you no. can do you Diaz. Can't be, but and... like, let's remember that Dustin Poirier is in contendership, so it's not right. like he's fighting a. There's not a tune-up. Fight. No, not at all. No, not at all. I, don't, I I'm not saying that at all. But I'm looking at this from a business perspective because that's what we've been talking about a lot, and an interest perspective. And there's, I don't know. I there's d- definitely interest in seeing Nate Diaz. Is there interest in this card? Because of Nate Diaz, though, which I f- feel like they could have created somehow. Yes, yeah. So as we're talking about this, and I want to circle back because I know that um, fantasy booking is one of our favorite things. Hindsight being twenty twenty, do you think if they had put more product on free TV and less pay-per-views, so call it 12 pay-per-views down to 10 pay-per-views next year in 19, and then a lot of this this bigger stuff ends up on free TV... Mm-hmm. Does that help them? More eyeballs, more interest? Because right now you're asking people to pay for stuff that they shouldn't be paying for. It could. Well, you're you're asking at a price point that might be too high. I think yes. I think you're uh, when when you talked about a little bit of the the YouTube fight as people are calling it. Uh, you talked about price point, and I thought that was a very interesting dynamic because we've seen the UFC in the past use price point to differentiate their cards, and I feel like this just started happening. Uh, not too. Um, not just 200? started happening. 200 did they started doing that or was it 100 that they started doing that well i i think their official price was um was always was always like around 34 dollars for a while and then what we started seeing with anderson silva and john jones is you would see cards pop up to 49.99 yes if i remember correct my yep. timeline might be way off on this but i do remember that you know, there were cards where we felt like okay cool we're paying a premium problem is now their base is fifty nine ninety nine for standard definition? Yes. So HD, I don't even know how. Like what? Really? What in the hell? So HD is seventy dollars to see Nico anything. Monta- Nico Montano fight Valentin Shevchenko. So here's here's the question. Let's go back to your example. Hey Ken, you're gonna give me eighty dollars for this card. You're gonna split it forty dollars, drive all the way to my house, or vice versa. No, 
But if I see Tyron Woodley on the card this weekend, and this is a thirty-four ninety-nine card, that's much less of an ask from me as far as I'm concerned. I don't have to explain to my wife that I bought another $80 pay-per-view. Because anytime I'm watching a pay-per-view, she knows there's $80 on the cable bill. And for me, that doubles my bill, and I have internet on the bill too. So it's noticeable in my budget anytime I buy it. I'm not saying I'm trying to hide it from my wife, but it's just one of those things where it's a clearly defined, boom, I've got to make this $80 and spend it. A nearly $1,000 a year ask before you move to ESPN Plus, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, for sure. And that's that's, from what we've heard, though, with the ESPN Plus thing is that's going to be even more because you've got the 1000 bucks. essentially, you're going to spend on the – Pay-per-views, if you want all the pay-per-views. Yep. And then you've got to add another, what is it? It's going to be five a month, so it's not a ton in regards to the pay-per-view, but it's still another 60 bucks a year. What? Another 60 bucks that might end up being another 120 because if you want to add Fight Pass to get the library, it's another four yeah, or five, we, right? Well, yeah, and we don't necessarily even have to throw that in yet because we can, we can wait and figure out what that's actually going to look like. One interesting thing, though, talking about upcoming events, it's usually at this point, like even if you go to Wikipedia or something, we're only three months out from 2019 at this point. They don't have anything after December scheduled, as far as I can tell. So I wonder, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what wiggle room is in that deal. So if we've got some wiggle room in that deal, I'm, I'm sure they're finalizing TV for 19 and they're figuring out what they want to do with ESPN. I just find it very curious. It, it's, we're at a dead stop. I mean, there's no fight nights listed after 2018. There's no ultimate fighters. There's nothing listed as far as UFC. And th- this is me, Wikipedia. Sure. And that's usually where, like, the rumors go. Yep. So usually you'll see something by now. Do you find that interesting that we're just three months away and they're basically – they, they don't know what they're booking at this point. Well, it's interesting, and it you know it raises questions like I was talking about at the beginning of the show with John Jones, who thinks he's going to get a reduced sentence from USADA. That and, makes no sense. And maybe know something we don't know. <laughs> maybe. Right? Like, but the fact that they don't really have anything ready to go mm-hmm. is fascinating. But I also wonder if there's a bit of marketing happening there, meaning like as the new rollout for ESPN plus happens is there is there like a quote-unquote I know that this isn't what we do in TV but a quote-unquote grand opening right like no but that's what they, they do a, there's a new fall you know lineup there's, there's a press release that happened there's a, a press, press conference that happens in December no where they, they go, do do that in TV there's upfronts there's a there's a new fall lineup there's all those type of things so what I'm saying is I wonder if that's early, not part of early in December they've got everything locked in they're just not telling anyone because in December they're going to have this rollout where get in now and it's three ninety nine a month for six months and here's all of the stuff we're going to give you right. right yeah i mean that's that's certainly possible i just find it interesting when you're kind of looking at the schedule i mean usually at this point they're booking cities so they at least know that kind of stuff and everything <laughs> it's funny too because I, I i cross-referenced everything with the ufc site uh when i was looking at this and once we get past uh vulcan and smith and then Edgar and Korean Zombie, everything is TBA, TBD, except for Blades and Ganu 2. <laughs> I like how they di- they differentiate it. It's TBA versus TBD. Yes. So we, so we know they're different fighters. For it's all ridiculous. Of, for all the UFC fights that occurred when it was TBA versus TBA. Right, exactly. We don't want to confuse people. Or TBD versus TBD. Oh, boy. 
so that's what we've got going on as far as the UFC, and I think that's kind of that's kind of telling you why the interest level is where it is. The hardcores are going to be there, but I, you know, casually, if this ESPN deal doesn't do something differently, you've seen probably the top of this business, and that was a couple of years ago. I I don't disagree at all. Okay, so real quickly, kind of wrap up. Um, we'll just do the two the top of the card for this weekend. Woodley or Till, which one are you taking? If Till makes weight, I'm going to take Woodley. <laughs> I love that. Uh, if Till makes weight, I'm going to take Woodley. If Till doesn't make weight, I'm going to take Till. <laughs> All right. Because they still, like you said earlier, the fight's got to happen. Yeah. Oh, they got to fight. They got to fight. So, you know, I, I guess Woodley can take his beating with and grab the extra 30% of the purse and not lose his uh, title. Do you think so? If he, if if Till is heavier than him, you think that's the? I know it's an advantage. So I'm. I don't, I don't know if it's like, just the heavier part, but the fact that he just isn't making the cut. Yeah, but it, once okay. he if he makes the cut, he's gone through the cut, and yeah. that's part of the game at this point. Yeah, especially when he's had the history that he's had already. Dude, can you imagine if he actually wins though? After not making weight, no, everything's a mess. He makes weight. And then wins. Right, which is this struggle for him. If you watch the videos, guys, on YouTube this week, he hates every minute of this and doesn't want to do any of it. So this is what, like, what a nightmare scenario. The guy can. He's the Daniel Cormier of welterweights. Barely make 170 and he's going to win your belt. And now what? Because he has to keep making now it. Now he has to keep doing it or at least do it one more time. Right. Or you've got a, a whole situation like we've seen with so many other belts that I can't tell who the interim guy is. I don't know who the real champ is. So what's going on? Don't know. Don't know. Mm. Uh, Montano and Shevchenko? <sighs> Shevchenko, because I've heard of her. <laughs> Fair enough. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's where we uh, are. As always, you can follow along on Twitter and Facebook searching Wow Show. Another fight that was announced this morning that I just want to bring to your attention. Not worth diving Tito into Tito and yet. Chuck 7? Is not. We've already got. Nope. We've got a new trilogy booked. We do have a new trilogy booked, which is exciting. We will talk about that whenever the hell that happens. Um, is that we got Dan Hooker and Edson Barboza booked, uh, which is another exciting fight. Again, um, we're not putting these on the tops of cards but if you're a fight fan mm-hmm. hooker and barboza is a great fight and that was announced this morning so i just want to bring that to your attention and as always uh we want to thank you for tuning in and enjoying the ride that has happened for the last 10 years and we'll see what happens going forward all right so there you go that's what we've got for you episode 400 in the books i am eric Hulker, and that is ken evans and this is way of the warrior